0: this podcast is part of the bomb pod media network
1: Hello my friends, this is CK from the Murths and Monsters podcast, proud partner of the Odd Audio Network. Join me, my companion Finn, and my occasionally satanically possessed cat Ray, as we investigate the real truths behind some of the most wonderful creatures you can imagine. Are trolls really that thick? Or is it just bad press? Are leprechauns really drunken bums? Sort of. But there's a lot more to find out. All you need to do is tune in to Mirths and Monsters Podcast with me and Finn. Till next time, Slancha. your good health. Jingle bells, jingle bells, welcome to episode 72 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry and I'm joined by my wife, Tracy.
0: Hey guys, Merry Christmas Eve to you guys, ho, ho, and another ho.
1: Oh, three holes for my favorite ho. Thanks. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, we just wanted to basically tell all of you guys what a wonderful year you've given us. Oh and, my gosh, uh, amen. We wanted to say a big Merry Christmas to every one of you. We, we've been... Uh, inundated the last couple of days with people writing us some of the nicest stuff you could ever want to see, a lot of personal stuff, a lot of uh, things telling us how we've helped them deal with uh, um, some hardships in their life, and, and nothing means more to us this time of year than hearing how we impact you guys.
0: Yeah, and even though you say that, you don't know how much you all help us through the year. Absolutely. I mean, it's just amazing. But um, we appreciate all you guys reaching out to us, and we're there for anything we can do for you.
1: Real quick, because we didn't have a ton of uh, of um, iTunes reviews this week, but we did have one, and that was from KC1643256. Uh, Thank you for that wonderful Thank review, Thank you, honey, Casey. so much. And then as far as uh, Patreon, uh, our Patreon supporters right now are... That's my way of uh, getting when I'm not prepared. Brandy Hester was uh, our new one. And we've Thank you, had Brandy. Tammy Hicks. Thank you, Thank Tammy. Thank you, honey. Leanne Ashmore. Thank you. Uh, Lisa. I think this is Lisa Nadine.
0: Oh, wow. Cool.
1: And then we've got uh, Leslie Tyler and uh, Allison Richard. Thank you, guys. Thank you, so, guys. So, so much.
0: We appreciate you more than you'll ever know.
1: Absolutely. Now... We are going to have fun on this episode, woohoo! Because we've got, um, you know, this is hillbilly horror stories. Now, last year we went ahead and just tried to make it all jovial and and light-hearted, and we told the story of Krampus and Old Saint Nick. And uh, I thought, you know what? This year we're going to be hillbilly horror stories, and we're going to tell you some uh, stuff that I think is interesting. So we've got a we've got a nice haunted story for you for the uh the haunted toys or us mm. so that'll stick with our regular theme because what's more christmasy than toys
0: well that's true it's hard to believe that's been a year already i'll tell you what that's crazy that we remember, did those stories No, krista
1: made the joke about krampus being the uh the the uh what the demon that visits her once, oh, a, once mo- a month
0: <laughs> 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 i remember that
1: uh, but so we got this Toys R Us story. We thought that this a pretty cool story to use at Christmas time. Then I've got um, a story that's about a little boy and his friend that passed on that has to do with Christmas. And we're also going to read you. Now, this would be something different than what we did. This is actually going to be a story uh, instead of, you know, what was it was the night before Christmas, like most people read. Mm-hmm. We're going to read you a different kind of story. But it's not going to be one that's. In our way, I'm just going to read it word for word. We'll put a little fun into it, and uh, but I think this is going to be something that um, will shock a lot of you. Oh it's gosh. not your typical Christmas story. So but I love
0: Christmas. Yeah, this
1: is not this is, will not be the episode to listen to with the kids on the way over to Grandma's house. Oh, geez. And then we're going to finish the show up. Uh, our good friend Amber Hammond, formerly of Color Me Dead podcast, came on with us, and she's going to do some uh, a little segment that we might do every so often called embers killer facts
0: oh yeah she had some really cool ones too
1: and she basically is going to tell us some cool facts about some serial killers and we play a little game with it where she had 10 picked out me and tracy just picked numbers and uh, we randomly got whatever facts she had and it was a fun little deal so we'll throw that on the end Uh, as you might have heard we replaced our regular uh, hillbilly horrors theme with john lennon's uh happy christmas wars over because that's my favorite Christmas song, and anytime I can throw John Lennon of the Beatles in, that's what I'm going to do.
0: Good, sounds great.
1: But then we also heard Errol Smith's "Toys in the Attic" oh, to yeah. go in with our toy song. So are we ready to get this thing going?
0: Let's go, baby doll. All right,
1: this may not be as long a show as we normally do because we're doing it on Christmas Eve, in between our runs, not runs like because Tracy fixed bad food last night. <laughs> runs like <laughs> to everybody's house that you always have Christmas. Oh my gosh, I know time. it's
0: going to be crazy. So
1: we're going to start off with the "Toys or Us" story. Now, a lot of you have probably heard this story. And as usual, I tried to throw a few extra facts and stuff in there. Maybe you haven't heard. Now, this Toys R Us is in Sunnyvale, California. And obviously, it's supposedly haunted or we wouldn't be talking about it. Now, this goes all the way back to the late 70s when this first really started coming out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the information I have, uh, you'll hear me talk about the managers and stuff like that. This all comes from 2007. I couldn't really find a lot of recent stuff Mm -hmm. on it. And with the, everything that's going on with Toys R Us, I don't even know if the store's still oh, open right Oh, I know. Right
0: that's now. so sad, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, so I don't like that. I don't like that damn giraffe. What's his name? Really? Jeffrey?
0: Jeffrey. Why well, you he's, not like a Jeffrey giraffe? used to go giraffe. and
1: you get those old Jeffrey bucks. You remember and that? Well, it's just stupid.
0: It is not.
1: Giraffes can't spend money. Why well, you got Jeff, Jeffrey bucks?
0: Because he's being nice and giving and how to, they a, to how to choose And how do they choose a
1: giraffe as a mascot of a story store? Who have you ever known that had a toy giraffe? Me. You did not have a Toys I did jar. have
0: one, long years and many years ago. Were you getting it from Toys R Us? You know, I don't think so, actually.
1: Okay.
0: So, get off my nuts about right. it.
1: So, let's move ahead. This goes, like I said, it goes back to the 70s. Now, several TV shows back in the day used to actually have this on. They didn't. Have, they didn't have all the haunted shows like they got today, mm-hmm. but... Um, there was a show called That's Incredible. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, I do remember that.
1: <laughs> back in the late 70s. That had Fran Tarkington on yeah. it. and uh, What's her name? Crosby? Uh,
0: um,
1: I can't remember. And then I can't remember who the other guy oh was. Oh, my gosh. See,
0: I remember Frank, but I don't remember, or Fran. It was Fran, Yeah, it was right? Fran Tarkington. Yeah, I don't remember who else was on there.
1: But that was a cool show back in the day, and it, it involved everything. I mean, it was, you know, anything that was crazy feats or mm-hmm. of strength or whatever. But it was actually on that show. Now, most of you know Psychic Sylvia Brown. She's pretty famous, uh, and has been for a long time. But she actually was the first um, psychic or or anybody of a name that did this. Now, keep in mind, this was seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. So this was you know thirty years ago.
0: People Um, probably thought she was like on psychedelic or actually that was forty
1: years ago. So I mean, she was really just getting started. She's Mm -hmm. been a big name for a long time, Uh, but but so she was out there and and she did a séance, and she's been back more than a dozen times. Wow,
0: good for her since then
1: to this place. There was a Hollywood script writer uh, that did a movie called Toys, and he actually spent two nights there just kind of doing some research. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, And I don't remember that movie by any chance. It was just called Toys. I don't think Toys. I do either. I remember the one with Richard Pryor in it, but that was the toy.
0: Okay. So you mean he spent the night at Toys R Us? Yeah, he spent oh. two nights
1: there just kind of doing some research for his, I guess the movie was probably semi-based on mm-hmm. what happened there. So it's supposedly haunted by a man named Johan Johnson. And, uh, and this is according to Sylvia Brown, what she got out of her her uh, seance that she did. So she's the, most of this information comes from her. But they have been able to uh, document some of these things, like the fact that there was a Johann Brown that lived there and all that. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that a little more. So Johnson was actually a preacher and a ranch hand in the nineteen or not I said in the the eighteen eighties on the Murphy family farm, and. The Murphy Family Farm is what used to be the Murphy, Murphy Family Farm is actually where the Toys R Us is right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Johan actually spoke with a slight Swedish accent. hmm So our Swedish people will like that. Oh,
0: yeah. It's a great accent to have. Yes, Lucky.
1: it is. Swedish, is. Swedish is a really cool accent. Yeah. And so we got 10 of 16 people that were at the seance said that they heard kind of a, um, a high-pitched buzz Noise while Brown was actually supposedly talking to Mm Johan. So, this when he would talk back through her, this buzz would go on. So, that was kind of cool. So, Murphy was actually in love with the farmer's daughter, Elizabeth, and he didn't really like the fact that she uh, didn't pay him no, never mind, as we say here in the South. Oh, really? She she had no interest. She was actually getting um, uh, married to an attorney, an East Coast attorney, Mm -hmm. in like seven days. When he told her how he really felt about her and the guy was a little bit slow anyway uh, he had a, a something they called ence- I think it's called encephalitis. okay but he that it just they called him crazy Johnny because of it oh. he just was he was slow
0: okay
1: and uh, so he told her his feelings and and obviously she wasn't interested and she was very blunt about it.
0: Oh, dang. And you got to be
1: nice I, about it. I'm sure this severely hurt his feelings. I'm
0: sure it did. And
1: uh, So he said, you know, hey, I want to marry you. And she's like, I'm no, You're Crazy Johnny. And I'm marrying a, you know, rich East Coast attorney. Well, that's so stupid. According to different newspaper articles, uh, Johan accidentally hacked his leg with an axe while he was angrily chopping wood out of disgust. Ow. So he's, so he's pissed off. He's out there, he's got, you know, all these logs and stuff, and he's just, in, you know, he's in a little fit of rage, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, just swinging the axe as hard as he can, and he missed and chopped his leg. And according to which article you read, because there's a couple of different ones, one of them said that he did that, one of them said that he hit himself in the neck.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Uh, but either way, both articles said that he bled to death. Oh, and those my gosh. So those are actually documented in the newspaper, that there was a Johan there, and um oh, he didn't believe this so there's <laughs> i love this name The young lady that had worked at the store she at this point like i said this was 2007 she'd worked there for 18 years her name was putt putt o'brien
0: oh nice
1: <laughs> but she's been stocking shelter like i said for 18 years and she said when she started she didn't believe in ghosts but she said when you start feeling a breeze behind you and someone calls your name and there's nobody else there and funny things like start to happen. You can't really explain it.
0: Yeah, you can't brush it off for sure.
1: She said rag dolls and toy trucks would just fall off the shelves. Balls would bounce down the aisles where mm-hmm. you know there was nobody at. And then she said uh, uh, baby swings. You know, like the. Yeah. She said those things would just start swinging on their own. And people at the Toys R Us have tried to explain it as far as like upper management and uh, I guess regionals and stuff like that. They've tried to explain it logically, but they can't. Mm uh supposedly a lot of this stuff is caught on surveillance camera
0: oh well i mean at least they have the proof Mm
1: -hmm. so o'brien said that several people have had had the experiences and said that he was kind of like casper because he never tried to scare anybody he was just more of a prankster and nobody's nobody's ever really been frightened uh o'brien said that she actually saw johan once and she said he was a man in his 20s and 30s he was wearing knickers a white long-sleeve work shirt and a gray tweed snap brim cap.
0: I can so see that in my brain.
1: I can too because I saw a picture of somebody oh, that looked like him. Oh, <laughs> well, it wasn't his actual picture, but oh. you know how they always do like yeah. a characterization or something. Now, another time she said she heard the sound of a galloping horse because supposedly he he used to exercise the horses on the farm. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense too. And these days he just likes to play with the staff.
0: Yeah, well, he's fine. That's a good thing. Right.
1: Now, a few examples of um, the things that he likes to do, prank-wise, I guess, is there's a strong smell of flowers in aisle 15C right next to the uh, the Mickey Mouse dolls. And on one occasion, there were some men that were actually waxing the floors, and a teddy bear appeared in each one of the aisles as they moved the equipment through.
0: <laughs> so they
1: would get through in one aisle go to the other, and there's a teddy bear. Uh-huh. Then they would move it and get to another aisle, and there's a teddy bear. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of know prankster type yeah
0: uh
1: now but the question is is all this just a gimmick now the store manager at the time uh stephanie lewis she said that it's very good publicity she'll admit that but personally she didn't believe in any of it even though everybody's got like saying she's the store manager she said she didn't believe
0: even anything. after she looked at it on camera
1: well, i don't know if she, how much she saw on camera but you know she said she didn't believe it so now she said that she might not believe in it, but she knows plenty of others do. She's admitted that she had to chase away several teenagers just the week before that oh, were coming up there. Oh, gotcha! They were actually sitting in front of the store at 4 a.m. with a Ouija board trying to conjure up ghosts. The
0: teenagers were. Yeah. Oh gosh, they're crazy. She said
1: she said at least once a week someone somebody comes there and they ask about it. Uh, and she said it's usually teenagers, but and trying to get her to let them spend the night inside the toy store, mm-hmm. which obviously she can't do. So. Of course. Now, she said that uh, she has female employees that will not go to the women's bathroom alone. Why? Because Johan follows them in there, and then he turns on the faucets, and sometimes he actually opens the door for them before they go in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess He's a gentleman. Yeah, apparently. Uh, she said that some long-time employees said that Johan likes to prank contractors that uh, are just there, like, for a short time doing mm-hmm. something. You know, the toys would actually, like, jump on the shelf, and then uh, the contractors would refuse to come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Now, O'Brien, <laughs> we talked about Putt-Putt O'Brien earlier. She said she thinks Johan lives upstairs in a uh, – there's, like, a corner up there that's really breezy and cool
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the time, and she thinks that's kind of where
0: – He hangs out, huh? Yeah.
1: And she said that when uh, – she goes up there to, to work that she kind of yells out and and says, uh, hey, I'm just coming up here to work. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And that way, she said, she he kind of leaves her alone. Oh. Now, some of the pranks he pulls are harmless, uh, but it's still spooky because you're usually alone. And most people, anything weird happens when you're alone, it's going to freak you out. So the question is, if it's haunted, then why work there? Well, Lisa actually said, And Lisa didn't want to give her last name, so she's just Lisa. But Lisa said that it's a good ghost and it's fun there. And she said one incident she had, um, that she heard like a mysterious voice whisper through the PA system, Mm -hmm. through the whole store, and it said, Lord giveth, Lord taketh away. Mm. And there was nobody, she said, at the actual uh, intercom to be able to do that, but it was still going over. So let's go back to the seance. Uh, Photographer Bill Tidwell... Actually took a bunch of pictures, and in one of the infrared pictures, uh, you could see a silhouette of a man leaning up against a shelf, surrounded by a bright light. Oh! And I'll, I'll snag that picture and throw it on the uh, yeah uh, I would the love Facebook to see page. That. But it, it actually does look like a man leaning oh, up.
0: Oh man, how cool is that? That's so cool.
1: So, that's man, I,
0: I want to hang with him. He sounds cool. So that, I mean, he sounds like he's harmless.
1: Yeah, I mean. I think it would be cool to hang out in a Toys R Us. Yeah. So I think um, I think we should all go out there before they file for bankruptcy and close it down. Oh. If they haven't already closed it down. <laughs> well, I
0: know the one here is still open.
1: Well, it's in California, so Tina uh, Oler has probably been there since oh, yeah. anything we bring up in California, she's been there. Yeah, to. Tina,
0: you need to let us know if it's still open.
1: <laughs> I don't know where Sunnyvale is. I don't I either. Did, I didn't look to see where it was in California.
0: hmm it sounds like a fun place to live, though. Sunnyville, hey.
1: So what do you think? We're going to get into, like I said, we're going to breeze right through. Oh, i got a couple of things that I forgot to mention. Some cool Christmas facts that I found interesting. Okay. Um, the Satan and Santa connection. Have you ever heard about that?
0: No. I know they got the same letters.
1: Right, and that's where it comes in. So is Santa really an, an anagram for Satan? Many people think so, citing that uh, the fact that Santa is often referred to as Jolly Old Saint Nick, just as the devil once was known as Old Nick. Remember the movie with Adam Sandler, Little Nicky? Yeah. Oh. Well.
0: Worst movie ever.
1: It was not the worst movie ever, but the point of that is, he was Little Nicky because Satan's name was Nick.
0: You cannot convince me of this, not one. You can't.
1: Okay. So never mind that Saint Nicholas was a real historical character. Because, you know, that's that's really where it kind of came from. But others claim that Santa uh, hails from the opposite end of the spectrum as exemplified by his similarities in Zeus or Odin, identified in Norse mythology as a god of the sky. Like Santa Claus, Odin ruled from the far north and had an all-seeing eye. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Blah, 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 blah. You know the story. And he gave gifts to Yuletide to those who honored him. Those honorees, by the way did so at the site of the sacred fir tree, not unlike the ones that we lay out gifts at every year at a Christmas tree.
0: Oh, dang.
1: So later interpretation of Santa Claus uh, puts him actually literally to godlike status, which would have him battling Satan, as he does in a bizarre Mexican fantasy film called Santa Claus.
2: Oh.
1: I wonder how many people are trying to look that up. But it makes sense, as in some cultures it's believed that Santa uh, actually made the devil his Christmas time slave. Note also, Santa's alternative moniker, Kris Kringle, said to be taken from the German Christkindle, which means literally, Christchild.
0: Oh, that's so interesting.
1: Now, there's that part of it, but let's talk about the tie-in with pagan. Mm-hmm. It's widely known that the tradition of Christmas is descended from the ancient pagan rituals, notably the Fertility Festival. This celebration involving a copious food, drink, and orgies, uh, plenty, I always like orgies at Christmas time. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Or maybe, well, maybe you don't. I don't. Maybe that's just me. That's
0: just you. But this
1: fell on... Because um, you're a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I guess. This <laughs> fell on the 24th of December, which is Christmas Eve. Eve. But that's the reason they did this because that was the shortest day of the year. December 25th was actually venerated as the birth of the sun uh, because that's the day that... Um, the days start getting progressively longer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: starting on Christmas Day. And I'm sure most of you are probably aware, December 25th was not the actual birthday of Jesus. Well, it's not, sorry. Um, that's, most people believe that that actually was in, in somewhere in July. But nobody has pinpointed a date. But in 350 A.D., Pope Julius decreed that it would be celebrated on the 25th. So that's where that goes back to, 350 oh. A.D., that's when they decided they were going to start doing it on the 25th every year. So it's kind of a shrewd decision that combined the pagan and the Christian festivals, essentially making the sun and the son of God one and the same. Because the pagans did the yeah. sun festival. Uh It appears that it was succeeded in inspiring people to join the Catholic Church, and that was apparently what the Pope's main goal was when he set that there. So I think it was meant to try to say, hey, let's combine these two. Uh, that'll get people more yeah. religious and run to the Catholic Church.
0: So he's being slick.
1: Yeah. Incident, incidentally, the Yuletide cookie making, so people always make cookies yeah, at course. Christmas time, that actually was reportedly began in Finland with eight carefully cut cookies, including one of those shaped representing the power hell, H-E-L, H E L, corresponds directly to that of the present day swastika. No way. So, and then here's another. This is a short one, but this was fun. Christmas in Hungary. In Hungary, Santa Claus is known as Mikulas or Winter Godfather, and celebrated via an elaborate series of rituals beginning on December 5th when children take special baths so they will be extra cleaned for Mikulas' arrival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also put out shoes for him to fill with goodies in observance of the three gold bags. But there is, there is this one thing, because only the good children get the goodies. The bad ones get a golden birch so they can be beaten with it.
0: <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> Isn't this so interesting how, seriously, people around the world celebrate Christmas? Yep. It's so, very interesting.
1: Okay. So, I want to get into the story I told you about um, little boy and his dead best friend. Hmm. Now, this story actually goes back to 1996. And, um, as you can hear Ninja (laughs) snoring over the background, uh, but the story goes back to 1996 and it involves a little boy named Jake, who was about five years old at the time. And what basically happened is, uh, Jake's mom, Pam, uh, was a single mom and she, uh, was raising Jake all on her own, obviously. And she was living with her parents at the time. Okay. And she worked at a little gas station and she had, uh, uh, a young lady that she worked with named Stacy that was in a similar situation. She lived with her parents. She had a single kid about the same age as Jake. His name was Chris. So uh, Stacy and Pam became really good friends, as did Jake and Chris. And like I said, for about two years, they were inseparable. They even had, you know, chicken pox buddies. They got chicken oh, pox together. together. They ran Cub Scouts together. That's so nice. They hung out nonstop. And But about the time... Uh, Jake had his seventh birthday, which was the last time him and Chris saw each other. His mom had remarried uh, and had been remarried for a while, and but had still been living with her mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, they decided to go ahead and, and get a place of their own, and they moved out. But this place was about an hour away in a different county. Oh, so Jake and Chris, they didn't get to see each other. They didn't get to see each other. Shortly after the birthday, though, um, Chris, who was still living with his mom at her parents' house. Mm -hmm. The grandfather was actually watching him, and they were outside him. Chris were in the garage. He was tinkering around with his car. And uh, he said he left for just a minute. It seemed like a minute. It was a little longer than that, obviously. But he went into the house to grab something. And when he came back out, in the corner, there were a a big pile of uh, poles or pipes, Mm -hmm. metal, that had been up in the corner, and all of them were had fell down, and they were laying on top of Chris. Oh, no. He moved them. He called 911, but by the time 911 had gotten there, Chris had passed away.
0: Oh, my gosh. Bless his heart.
1: Well, his Jake's mom, Pam, oh, felt like that it would be good for Jake to go um, to the services, yeah. the visitation. And so she did. She took him to the visitation. And not too long after that, Jake started having an imaginary friend mm-hmm. named Chris. Mm-hmm. She obviously was semi-concerned because, you know, she didn't know was taking him to the visitation the wrong thing to do, and was it what was calling it, and she talked to some other parents, and all of the other parents were like, no, this is just his way of processing it, and Mm -hmm. everything would be fine. Well, this continued on for a little bit, and uh, at about this time... Pam and her husband started going through an ugly divorce. Now keep in mind, they hadn't been together that long. I oh mean, gosh, this is, yeah. they'd only been moved out about six months uh, to their new place. And, uh, but they started going through an ugly divorce. So her and Jake moved back in with her mom. And now it's Christmas time. It's been about six, seven months since Chris's d- death. And um, so they're, they decided to go to Walmart and, you know, Jake's all excited. They're going through and they're looking at, you know, they got Christmas lights and they got yeah. the Christmas trees and, uh they're discussing what they're going to put up so he's super excited then they get to the toy aisle you can imagine how a 7 year old is at christmas time in the toy aisle yeah and you know so they're walking around and, and um crit, or uh, jake looks up and there's one of those you know those uh like white plastic guitars that have, like the little keyboard
0: mm-hmm, yeah. things uh-huh,
1: on them uh-huh. so uh-huh. you hit them and it, but it's not really a guitar it's just got the buttons that yeah. you push this was up on the top shelf and uh jake was like oh man i'd like to i'd like to see that well, the mom was only, like, five foot two. Yeah,
0: Philly's sister. And
1: her, her mom was no taller. Mm-hmm. So they, they were like, well, I can't reach that. So they, they start looking at the end of the aisle for an associate at Walmart. And um, he said uh, the f- few seconds after that, they heard it start playing. But it was still up on the top oh, shelf.
0: No way.
1: And... Uh, So they're they're looking, they see it playing, but they, you know, and and they're still looking for an associate at this time, and it falls. And her and her mom were just, like, stunned. And Jake said... uh,
0: Why did it
1: hit him in the head? uh, No. Jake said, uh, I told you Chris could get it. He can do anything now. Oh. And they were so freaked out that they just grabbed him and they left. And... You know, to they started thinking about it, and they was like, man, you know, years went by, and Jake now is an adult and has his own kids and married. Uh-huh. He don't remember much about that day, but his mom was telling his wife, you know, this is exactly what happened.
0: Yeah.
1: And it kind of uh, freaked her out a little bit, but then she said that she had separated from Stacy. They really hadn't talked to each other, and she, called, she ran into her. Uh, and this was, you know, after now Jake was already grown, uh-huh. and uh, she was telling her about that story, and and Stacy told her, she said, you know, Chris never left. What? She said, you know, we were having similar situations, and she said, and we had another kid in 2003, which was what you're looking at uh, seven years after Chris had passed away. Uh-huh. Uh, she said we had a little girl, and she said as soon as she started able to talk, she said she had an imaginary friend, and his name was. Chris. Oh,
0: that's so sweet.
1: So that's my little Christmas story.
0: I love that story. It really makes my heart happy.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool story. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool.
0: It's very good.
1: Now we're gonna breeze right along. So we're gonna tell this story. Uh, this story, I'm just gonna read. Okay, baby. So it's gonna be uh, a little different, but um, it's very disturbing. Nonetheless, So I'll try to do my, my best, you know, Mike Brown slash Aaron Mankey and, and just try to actually be professional for once <laughs> instead of just jabber. All right. So seven-year-old Henry Childers crawled reluctantly under the covers of his bed. But, Mom, he whined, I'm not sleepy. Can I stay up for another few hours? It's almost 10 already, his mother Tanya said with an indulgent smile. If you don't get to sleep, Santa won't stop here tonight. Do you think Santa got my letter this year? Henry asked, sitting up against the headboard. Well, I'm sure he did, honey. Because I don't want it to be like last year. Tanya sighed heavily and rubbed her temples. She'd been hearing this same tirade from her son for an entire year now. Henry, there was nothing wrong with the gift you got from Santa last year. Well, I asked for an Xbox, and he gave me a PlayStation. It's not the same. As I've told you a hundred times, maybe Santa was all out of Xboxes, Tanya said, pulling the covers up just under Henry's chin. She and her husband had gone to every store in the city looking for an Xbox last year, but they'd all been sold out. It had been a PlayStation or nothing, but still, it hadn't satisfied Henry. I mailed my letter to him in October last year, Henry said. That gave him plenty of time to have his elves whip me up an Xbox. Henry, Tanya said a little more sharply than she'd intended, "'You're being awfully ungrateful. "'There are children in the world that would have nothing. "'If you don't start being more appreciative, "'Santa may just decide to just skip over our house altogether this year.' "'Okay,' Henry said, his lower lip poked out like a shelf. "'I'm sorry.' "'Just get to sleep,' Tanya said, "'leaning over and kissing their son on the forehead. "'When you wake up in the morning, "'you just might find that that bike you've been wanting "'is waiting under the tree for you.' "'Do you think Santa will like the cookies and milk we left out for him?' "'Henry asked.' I'm sure he will. He will think they're delicious. I'll see you in the morning, sweetie. Tanya turned off the light, the small nightlight plugged into the electrical socket by the closet throwing a muted yellow glow throughout the room. She eased the door closed, leaving Henry to dream of Christmas morning. Do you think it's safe to start? Jonas Childers asked his wife. They were sitting in the living room watching a sci-fi channel marathon of Silent Night, Deadly Night films. Tanya glanced at the clock, saw that it was just past one o'clock in the morning. "'He should be sound asleep by now,' she said. "'I think we can get started.' "'Good,' Jonas said. "'I'll probably take me till dawn to get this damn bike put together anyway.' So they went up to the attic, carefully to avoid all the squeakiest boards, and brought down all of Henry's presents. Tanya began arranging all the smaller gifts around the tree while Jonas unfolded the instructions for the bike and began to assemble it. "'Shit!' Jonas cursed under his breath. Trying to fit together two pieces, that simply refused to fit together. As much trouble as this is, Henry better like to stand bike. Tanya knelt next to her husband, took the uncooperative pieces and easily snapped them together. Are you kidding? He'll absolutely love it. He better. I don't want to have to go through another year hearing him bitch and moan like he did about that damn PlayStation. It did get a little bit tiresome, Tanya said with a giggle, but Henry just wants what he wants and he won't settle for anything else. Like mother, like son. Tanya swatted her husband on the arm and said, That's not true. I settled for you, after all. Very funny, Jonas said. How about you settle for passing me those cookies? Tanya had baked a batch of oatmeal raisin cookies, half of which her family had eaten, the other half of which had been placed on a plate for Santa Claus. She took the plate and handed it to her husband, who immediately inhaled two of the cookies. Careful, Tanya said, reading over the instructions. You keep that up, you'll soon be as fat as Santa. "'This isn't for me,' Jonas said around a mouthful of cookies spewing crumbs like a fine mist. "'It's for Henry. "'Think how disappointed he would be if he woke up and saw that Santa hadn't eaten the cookies that he left for him.' "'She said, "'Don't talk with your mouthful.' "'With a smile. "'Hand me one of the milk, please.' "'They did not leave out a glass of milk for Santa since they were afraid that it would curdle, "'but they placed it in the thermos to keep it cold. "'Tanya passed the thermos to her husband.' Jonas popped the top on the thermos and gulped down several swallows of milk. Suddenly, he retched, spitting milk into the air like a geyser, the thermos dropping from his hand and leaking its contents onto the carpet. Jonas clutched at his throat, making strange gagging noises as milk and blood dribbled down his chin. Tanya screamed and grabbed her husband as he collapsed onto her lap. His body was jerking with violent spasms, his eyes rolling up to the white's. He coughed violently, and more frothy blood sprayed Tanya's arms, and she thought there were chunks of tissue mixed in with it. "'Oh, God, Jonas!' she screamed, crying. "'What's wrong? What should I do?' "'What's going on?' Henry said as he stepped into the room, wearing his pajamas, rubbing the sleep dust from his eyes. I heard screaming. "'Henry, get the phone and call 911!' Tanya yelled frantically. "'Something's wrong with your father. He needs an ambulance right away.' "'What is it?' Henry asked, wide-eyed, stepping further into the room. "'Henry, call 911 now!' Henry started to turn towards the phone, but then he spotted the spilled thermos of milk and froze. Did Dad drink the milk? He asked, snatching up the thermos and waving it at his mother. What? Tanya said, filling her husband's spasms, tampering off, afraid to even contemplate what that might mean. Your father needs help. Did Dad drink that milk? Henry said again, his old stubborn self. This milk was for Santa Claus, not Dad. "'Henry!' Tanya screamed, desperate tears of frustration and helplessness streaking down her face. "'This isn't the time!' "'This milk was for Santa Claus, not for Dad,' Henry roared, throwing the therm- thermos across the room. A numbness began to spread throughout Tanya's body, starting to her chest and reaching through to her limbs. Comprehension came slowly, and it made her feel cold inside, cold and empty. "'What did you do?' she croaked her voice raw and raspy. "'Henry, what did you do to the milk?' "'I poured Drano in it,' he said matter-of-factly, as if stating that he had just brushed his teeth. Tanya was on her feet in an instant, the still form of her husband stretched out on the floor. She grabbed Henry by the shoulders and shook him, shook him hard. "'Why would you do such a thing?' she shouted into his face. "'Why in the name of God would you do such a thing?' "'I wanted an Xbox,' Henry shouted back, wrenching out of his mother's grasp. "'Not a PlayStation, an Xbox. And Santa knew that. "'He knew that, and he gave me the wrong thing anyway.' I wanted to teach him a lesson, make him pay for giving me the wrong gift last year.
0: Oh, dude.
1: Yeah, what a prick. Tanya stumbled back, hands in her mouth, and watched as her son turned and ran into the room. Slamming the door behind him, she snatched up the phone and quickly dialed 911 while Santa chopped up a topless teenager on the television behind her. The end.
0: Santa chopped up a topless teenager.
1: Yeah, they were watching uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Marathon, remember?
0: Oh, my gosh. What a brat. (laughs) I cannot, you know... Okay, that's a terrible story. And I actually seen a video, something sort of like this, on Facebook the other day. And it's so much like it. Only the kid wanted an Xbox or something like that. Well, his brother, their parents got his brother one well the brother didn't even ask for one and they was like oh my gosh i can't believe y'all got me this i didn't even ask you for this and he got something random i don't even know what it was this kid got so mad he literally threw a fit like he was like a teenager though upper teenager threw a fit grabbed the christmas tree drug it outside <laughs> in the yard and put gasoline all over it and caught it on fire Okay, just because he didn't get what he wanted and his brother got what he wanted.
1: Well, at this point, they weren't going to need the tree much longer anyway, though. Well,
0: I understand that. But I'm telling you, this kid, it was so ridiculous. So his dad ended up chasing him around the yard and telling him he's crazy. And this kid's like screaming at his parents like, I can't believe y'all didn't blah, 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 blah. And his mom's like, come in here. She's out there trying to put the tree out with the fire extinguisher. It was just a whole thing. And so finally, his mom said, "Come in here, come in here." She had a damn Xbox for him the whole time. Huh? She just hadn't given it to him yet. But this was like an 18 or 19 year old kid. What a jerk! I mean, are you serious? I mean, this was like a real thing. And
1: then she still gave it to him.
0: Yeah, of course she did. Cause then as soon as she, as soon as he saw that he had one, oh mom, and started hugging her.
1: Enabler. Enabler. I
0: mean, seriously, it was. I mean. His brother was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Why are you doing this? I didn't
1: get any good gifts like that as a kid anyway. Well,
0: I mean, e- I did not Every either. damn
1: gift I got as a kid could be turned around and used against me. Like those little paddleball games. <laughs> you know, you got the paddleball game, and then when the, uh, you know, that it's got the little rubber ball on it oh, and the rubber yeah. band. Oh yeah. yeah And then once the ball broke off of it, they mm-hmm. would use it to beat your ass with. Yeah. Or yep. I would get uh, like a um, a race track, either mm-hmm. a train track or a car race track, mm-hmm. and then they would beat me with those pieces of track. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you Don't... can't you can't do that today. You're not going to beat a kid with a damn three hundred dollar PS4. Well, I mean, what are you? Of course not.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it was the craziest thing. I was just like, so I guess the moral of the story is, people just be grateful for what you get. Love one another. The family's the most important thing. And if you're that hateful and mean to try to kill Santa Claus, mm, (laughs) you've already got the devil in you, that's for sure. That's a terrible story.
1: So anyway, I think it's been a fun, enlightening Christmas episode thus far. It has,
0: yeah. Yeah, it has been.
1: And I can't think of any better way to end it than talking about serial, serial killer facts. Okay. So let's do that.
0: All right, well, let's hear some facts about Stupid people.
1: Yeah, Ember, um, like I said, most of you know her. She's from Color Me Dead, and she decided to step back a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's working on a news show with her husband, and she talks a little bit about that. But uh, I thought it would be fun to have her on because she's got some downtime now. and Yeah, you know, she's
0: a pretty cool chick, too. Love to be somebody fun to hang out with, for sure.
1: Except she lives in Utah. and that's I know, really that's far, a away. far away. She actually lives uh, really close to Skinwalker Ranch. So she's got all kinds of stories, and you probably have no clue what I'm talking mm. about, do you? Skinwalker Ranch is actually everybody out here will know about Skinwalker oh. Ranch. It's actually a really famous story. A lot of bizarre stuff from like oh, okay. UFO to Sasquatch, uh-huh. everything all happening right there and it's in Utah. So Okay. Um very, very cool. So let's take a listen to amber All right. We are joined on the phone by our special guest for the evening. Uh we kind of teased it a little bit last week and told you that uh we had a another podcaster that was gonna join us for a segment this week and maybe uh an ongoing deal where we might do this a couple more times over the next couple of months. But I wanted to welcome to the the phone. I guess I should say to the show rather than the phone, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome <laughs> to the show, Miss <laughs> Amber Hammond, who is the former host of the Color Me Dead podcast. Amber, welcome to the show.
2: Welcome. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody.
1: <laughs> well, you sound super excited. How is
2: everybody doing? <laughs>
0: we are fantastic.
2: I'm good. I'm always excited. That's just... Me, good for you. That's a lie. I'm just excited to talk to you
1: guys. (laughs) Do I have to warn you ahead of time that we have a family-friendly show?
0: (laughs) And it
1: doesn't Uh matter. You can do what you want. Yeah, Yeah, if you, if you. I've
2: never listened to one episode ever in my life. Insert all sarcasm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if you listened to a couple of shows back when the Brohio guys were on, I think it's obvious that it really doesn't matter what gets said (laughs) during these interviews.
2: Well, you see, I listened to that one. So I will be sure to don my halo and be a good person.
1: (laughs) So I would going to jump into what we're going to do. We've got a very cool segment set up that that you've got uh, all laid out for us. And we talked a little bit about it earlier. But before we get into what we're going to do for our show, I thought we would just basically talk a few minutes about you and what's going on with you? Uh, most people who listen to the show know that you've stepped away from Color Me Dead for some personal reasons. And I thought I'd give you a couple mm-hmm. seconds just tell everybody what was going on in your life.
2: Oh well, geez. Okay. Um. Long story short is it's hard to it's hard to podcast and work around three separate schedules. Um, Angel, Nikki, and I we are all also mothers, and so we we always try to do it at a time that worked best but unfortunately um, my kids always not that they got pushed aside but podcasting is a full-time thing and they were tired of me always researching or being on my phone or having to do certain things and being told hold on just a minute you know I got something to do and finally my oldest who is six looked at me and he said a few things and He basically told me that I was done and I agreed with him. (laughs) So I was, yeah, I mean, when a six year old tells you some stuff and hits you right in the heart hole, he told me that he wanted, he wanted to ask Santa if he could be a podcast. So I would want to spend more time with him. So yeah, kids have a way of like ripping your heart out and stepping on it. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. So I was trying to figure out a way, how can I still podcast and do this full time? Because I love I love podcasting. I didn't know that I would love it as much until I got into it. And I love the whole process of it. And I research anyways, it's a form of therapy for me. So it was a way to also utilize what I do. And I was trying to think, and the only way that I could do it is if I sat down, and if I gave myself a few months, do a whole bunch of research, do a whole bunch of recording, have a whole bunch of editing done. That way there's a nice nest egg, if that makes sense. Uh So in case if something happens, you don't have to worry about meeting up with schedules. You, You have a fallback. And also if I could record at night after all my kids went to bed. Well, unfortunately at night, that's when Angel's family is all home and she can spend time with them. And Nikki is... Now, a single mom with three kids, she can't load up her three kids and come over at nine o'clock at night. I can't load up my three kids and come over to her house at nine o'clock at night. So there was never going to be a permanent solution to be able to just manage it all for long term. And so I couldn't look my little six year old in the face anymore and tell him, you know, things things will be fine. So that's why I decided to step away and I gave the girls all the stuff and I hope them the best. And I'm sure that they will make awesome things out of it. We're all we're all still cool. Like there's nothing wrong that way. Just family always comes first. Of so course.
0: just kind of bad timing, I guess. But the timing will come and it'll be great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the one the one cool thing is uh, my husband, Quinn, he's been on our show more than once. He was our disclaimer voice. Uh, he's the Color Me Dead voice, the voice of David Parker Ray in episodes I think 20 through 23, and his voice has been very sought after. People love his voice.
0: Nice.
2: And we've always kind of played around with doing our own podcast, and Color Me Dead just took up so much time that that wasn't a thing. So now that I don't have to worry about that, we're kind of we're gonna move forward and we're gonna have our own podcast, and it's gonna it's gonna branch away from Color Me Dead. Um, I'm. T- changing completely how I want us to talk about things and we'll talk about all all those subjects that you can't bring up around random strangers. Well, you can, but you're going to get weird looks. <laughs> so
0: That's the best kind, though.
2: Right. Usually, that's my go-to because I'm not a very... Around crowds, I'm a very shy person. And so usually, if people talk to me a whole bunch, I spout off random facts about <laughs> the serial killer because... Either they're going to love me or they're going to leave me alone, and I'm
1: okay with either. So, <laughs> well, well, that's going to be a good segue into what we're going to be doing here tonight, because we mm-hmm. have a, a little segment called Ember's Killer Facts. And what yeah. we're going to do is you have prepared a list of one to ten of yep. random facts about serial killers. And me and Tracy are going to take turns picking numbers. And uh, if we don't get through all of them this time, we'll do this again which is the intention yeah. and uh we're just going to have some fun with it so are you ready for this Tracy? i'm ready i will let tracy and first of all before we get into this i had no idea that was quinn on the at the beginning of your show doing the disclaimer
2: yeah yep he, that's
1: my husband he does have an awesome <laughs> voice i yeah i had no clue i just thought that was something y'all had professionally done no oh,
2: dang nope nope i I've, I've sat my husband down and i said make you have a good voice that can be stern and understood, and it's deep, and it's awesome, and so do it. And he's actually been on a different podcast from one of our friends. Uh, I say Corpus del Taco now because there is this whole thing, but it's Corpus Delicti or however people want to say it. And so he's been on their show before, so it's kind of cool. That is cool. So
0: he's going to be hooked and ready to go when you're all ready to do it.
2: Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, serial killer facts. All right. Pick a number, any number.
1: Tracy, pick a number.
0: Number six.
2: Number six. Oh, look, you picked John Wayne Gacy. Nope. Nice. Ha <laughs> ha. Fun, fun, fun. So, if people don't know who John Wayne Gacy is. Oh, my gosh, my dog was so loud. I am so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we don't allow um, dogs on the show, ma'am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I I understand are <laughs> so fun. But John Wayne Gacy was uh, also known as Pogo the Clown. He unfortunately was a total piece of work and he murdered 33 boys that we know of and he hid most of them under his crawlspace in his house. Oh. Yeah. That's um, So creepy. my fun little fact about him is and it's probably, I don't know, I, I never know what is like super well known and what is not, but he was actually photographed with the First Lady at the time, so Rosalind Carter, as he was receiving his Secret Service clearance. He's probably the only serial killer that we know of (laughs) that was actually granted Secret Service clearance. (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh. (laughs) Obviously, they did a great job of uh, checking that out. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just because he was such a prominent member, and he was... uh, very much a democratic party activist and he was always doing things within his community and that's how he he got his his clearance so i've always found that weird because that's what everybody says obviously back in the day They didn't do their research
1: very well. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I have a little John Wayne Gacy uh, story that actually I was researching for this particular show, uh, trying to find some scary Christmas stories. And one of the stories I ran across Uh was actually um, a a little girl said that when she was, well, she wasn't a little girl at the time or, or when she told the story. But when she was a little girl, she can remember her dad having a conversation. It was Christmas time and all the relatives were over. And she walked into the room and they just quit talking and he, she said he seemed like he was visibly visibly disturbed. And years later she found out that what he talked about every year, this got brought up is that when he was younger, uh, him and a friend decided to go to a gay bar. And Mm -hmm. when when they were at this gay bar, uh, this guy approached them, was talking about, he had some work, uh, that he needed done for his house and invited, uh, him and his buddy over. Uh, and and he decided, you know, I just got a funny feeling about this guy. I'm not going to do it. But his buddy did go over there to work on his house, and he was one of the guys that they found in his crawl space. Oh wow! So that's crazy. I mean,
0: you just do not know people. I mean, somebody you really can, don't. Yeah, I mean, somebody that can just be in the public eye like that, and I mean, just you just don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and that is really scary.
1: Yep.
2: That's why you just side-eye everybody. Yes. They just play it safe <laughs> yeah. and don't trust anybody.
1: <laughs> okay, I got one. Um,
2: a couple uh, – oh, hold on. I'm not done.
1: Oh, well, you've told just me kidding. You were, I'm, so, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> I was also just going to say um, I don't know how many people knew that he was also a mortician's assistant, which is how he knew how to handle bodies and how he was able to hide them under his crawl space for so long without his wife or his children finding out.
0: Oh, yeah. I had no clue
1: about yeah, that. Yeah, me either. Wow. Hmm. Do, you, do you have some? Do you have some more, or can I go on with our show?
2: Um, you can you can lead your show now. I <laughs> deeply apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, that
0: was that was really interesting because I guess if so, he was worked with the mortician. That I mean, he had to have the smell somehow. So.
1: Yeah, he probably probably mm-hmm. used the the lime or the lime and uh, all the other stuff that they tend to use.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Ahead.
1: Are you done now? Okay. Because I have a question.
0: Um, am I done yeah. yeah. Question.
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well,
1: okay. It's not really a question. I just have a, a number. Number two.
2: Number two. Oh, you picked my favorite one. Okay. So, we're going to talk about Richard Chase now. <laughs> Dick Chase. Who is also Dick Chase. <laughs> Dick Trenton Chase. Um, he was another serial killer and unfortunately, Fortunately, the reason why I love this case so much is because it's also extremely tragic. He, was, um, uh, he had schizophrenia, very, very severe, and even as a teenager, he knew something was wrong. And he went to different doctors numerous times saying, there's something wrong with me. Please help me. Please help me. And they would help him for a time, but this was also in the 70s. And so they didn't really have a full grasp on schizophrenia like they do now. And so they would... Hospitalize him, medicate him for a little while And then let him be released Unfortunately, his mom's way And his parents' way of handling that was Let's just take him and put him In his own apartment, completely isolated Which is the worst thing that you can do
0: Oh my gosh,
2: that's horrible And, yeah um, He he was also known as the Vampire Sacramento He drank victim's blood He was actually shooting himself up With rabbit's blood throughout different times When he was trying to get help Because he felt that his heart was going to turn into powder and he was losing blood and all this um, different things that way but as far as his fun fact is he used to actually blend up body parts and mix it with coca-cola to make a kind of weird milkshake out of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely not two things i would ever put together but you know who am i to judge I'm going to Earl. That's-, well, if, if, That's what I do the best.
1: <laughs> well, if um, if one of his victims' name was Hope, he could be making Hope floats.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, that was a stretch. Oh, oh you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he also thought that the way that he could absorb vitamin C better was to put orange peels on his head. So he would randomly peel an orange and then just put them on his head and walk around for a while. Well, I'll be
1: dang. That's yep. crazy. That's one. That's one fact that I didn't know about. As a matter of fact, I think I actually posted that this week on the on the uh, Facebook page. as one of the little twisted mm, thoughts.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, see, look at you go. You don't even need me. It was luck. I, stopped, I
1: fell into it. We do need you
2: because I'm telling
0: you, I haven't heard of any of this stuff. This is so interesting.
1: But then again, she's not heard of any of the stuff we do on our show. So, All right, your well, turn.
2: maybe she just pretends that way to make you feel better. Yeah, that's
1: probably cool. what it is.
2: Hey,
0: Amber,
1: found it out. You're trying to pick a number, princess. Okay. Oh, is there more? Oh, yeah. Is there more?
2: No. Oh, dang. No, I mean, there could be more, but I would just give you a full episode on it. And so, uh, (laughs) no, you you can pick another number.
1: (laughs) Pick a number, babe.
2: Four. Four. Okay, so number four is Danny Rowling, who is also known as the Game Gainesville ripper and he was obviously another serial killer who murdered five students in Gainesville Florida and then later he confessed to raping several of his victims and um he also did a triple homicide in Louisiana and he attempted to murder his dad and he ultimately confessed to killing eight people now his little fun fact Which isn't really a fun fact. I mean, if you look into the murder at all, you're going to know. But what he did with his victims is after he had murdered them, uh, he would usually pose them in provocative poses and, like, set up mirrors and stuff. So when whoever found them, they would find this dead body doing inappropriate things to itself. And one time he actually decapitated one of the women and set her head up above to where it was looking down on her body doing inappropriate things he's oh a real gosh. real piece of work
0: what a sicko
2: yeah yeah he also has sadly he has a very beautiful singing voice i've actually heard one of his tapes before of him singing and if you never knew him and you just heard his stuff like you'd be like oh he sounds really good I really like him, and then you find out who it is, and it's just bone chilling because you're like, "Oh my gosh, this person is terrible." <laughs> oh man! Oh, what is wrong yeah, with it, people? It goes back into that whole thing of you can't, yeah. you can't trust anybody. Oh my god! Just when you think you're safe, you're not.
1: Damn. I wonder how many people's chairs would turn around on the voice if he was on there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, probably all four. He has a great voice. <laughs> oh my.
1: Goodness. That'd, that'd be the interview I'd like to see afterwards. They're <laughs> mm. <laughs> just talking right? about where, where he grew up. He had a rough childhood, tried to kill his dad. Uh, so, no
2: big deal. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, he was put to death in 2006 by a lethal injection, thankfully. So good.
1: Yeah, that good. makes good him, him happy.
2: Yeah, he has a big waste of space. We don't need him around. No, we do not.
1: All right, and um, we'll do one more, and we'll finish up on this one. Um, Perfect. Eleven. <laughs> she, you laughed. Eleven. She, that she's...
2: was not one through ten. But you're lucky that I have an eleven. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Let's do. Uh, let's do number eight.
2: <laughs> oh, you cut out number what? Eight. Number eight. Oh, okay. So this is actually a case that I'm. Um, I will be featuring, and it's about the Snowtown murders. And the Snowtown murders were in South Australia. And what's funny is back when I was with Color Me Dead, I had said that I've always wanted to cover this story, but what you can find on the internet versus what you can find through other sources are two completely different things. And there was this book that I really, really wanted, but it was like $50 or something. And so I was like, ugh, it will be a minute. And one of my good friends, her name is Sonia, she, she actually had the book and she sent it to me. So I've been reading through that and it's fascinating. But my fun fact about... The Snowtown murder in South Australia is there were four people that committed the crimes and there were at least six bodies found, but none of them. They were all found in the town of Snowtown, but none of none of the people involved were ever from Snowtown. It was like a body dump site, which is usually pretty rare because usually where somebody is found, they're usually from there or somebody's from there. And in this case, nobody was from there. So unfortunately, Snowtown just kind of got. Crap and one of the old, there was this old lady that had a shop there, and she had a dark, twisted sense of humor. And I wish, I wish that she was still doing stuff. She actually made uh, almost like ceramic, um, I don't know, ceramic things, <laughs> sculptures, whatever. And it was a barrel because they found all these people in vats of acid and stuff in in an old bank and she had this little barrel that had a head and like a foot sticking out that would say snowtown on it and she would also have magnets that would have barrels on it and it would say welcome to snowtown where barrels of fun <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right like you don't want to laugh because it's horrible it is horrible but that is hilarious
1: <laughs> well I, I love all the true crime stuff as far as you know i don't I don't necessarily love, like, every story, but I love certain stories. Like, we just did, you know, uh, Room 1046. I think that's fascinating. The the H.H. Mm-hmm. H. Holmes stuff, Jack the Ripper. I think all those are interesting. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, there's a couple that I end up – I, I want to cover – uh, it, it, whether it be a Patreon episode or the regular episode. But uh, the town the, the of town Dreaded Sundown, uh, the mm-hmm. movie was based on the, the Texarkana murders there. I think that would be an awesome story to do, so I plan on doing that one. I love a lot of the cult stuff like the uh, Jonestown Massacre. As a matter of fact, we've got um, mm. a, a listener of ours uh, up in Germany. She's one of our, our military listeners. She sent me uh, something that a friend had put together but it was, uh, I guess they had to go in there and clean up the bodies after oh, wow. the fact. And it was like first-hand account of what went on then, which I've never heard anything about. So I've got that little mm-hmm. tidbit of uh, information that I'm just going to hold on to uh, from that uh, Victoria sent us. And when I do that story, hopefully it'll add something to it that nobody else has been able to put to it.
2: Oh, yeah, I hope so. I love, I love different cults, especially that... Especially that story. That one's always fascinated me ever since I was little. And I like different things. There's a lot of um, most of your more popular serial killers that we all know about. Most of them I find annoying, and I don't know why.
1: <laughs> like, well, probably I like think it's because Ted, with, Ted Bundy. Oh, what? Ted Bundy, like for example, all anybody talks about him was how good looking he was. It's like that's you Ew, can't you can't mention. Not, did
2: you see his face?
1: Well compared to other ones compared to like Richard Ramirez and uh uh some of these other ones so John Wayne Gacy I guess he was pretty attractive
2: (laughs) yeah but he's still I don't know he kind of looks like a cross-eyed Siamese cat to me so I'm not into that (laughs)
1: But, uh, but yeah,
2: like a lot of them, a lot of your heavy hitters, I I don't really, it's not, I don't know. I just feel like they were overinflated when there are so many other ones that once you start digging into that are way more, I don't know, tragic, interesting, well, they, the psychology of it is way better. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but.
1: Well, Ed Gain is one of the, the, the big ones that actually lived up to the hype, though. I mean, his... It, he had so many factors that went in. And I thought Dahmer was kind of like that too. Um, They're the the bigger names, Um, but they have so many different facets.
2: Right, right. And well, Ed Dean, um, he was more, he he was just pretty much just ghoulish and disgusting. And I, you know, that was one of the last cases that I really did with Color Me Dead and reading through different things I've, I've gone through and I've thought a bunch of different things about him, but still at the end of the day, we have at in to think for most of our horror films. Um, that story kind of was the birth of a lot of different things. I mean, we had Psycho and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he was gleaned from Silence of the Lambs, and with all of those sparked different create, you know, like creative juices. And so would our horror history be what it is today without him? I don't think so. So I think that's why he's most well-known. And it was also... Very shocking for its time. It's one thing to kill somebody, but it's another thing to decorate your house with them after they're dead.
1: Oh God. Yeah, I mean you know, yeah. I, I, you know he's no Martha Stewart, but you know
2: he he was a Martha Stewart. I mean he did not put anything to waste. Did you see that skin lamp? That's some fine quality. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs>
1: Amber, it's been uh, fantastic having you on the show. It's been a long time coming. I tried to get you on back months ago, and uh, schedules just didn't allow. But uh, it was fun having you on, and and uh, I greatly appreciate it. And I know Tracy does, and I think I all sure the listeners did. are going to love it. Because what what we're finding out with the last show we did that was more of a true crime-based show than Paranormal, um, it's gotten the most listens we've ever gotten on a show, so... I think people will will love hearing this little bit on here.
2: Well, that's awesome, and thanks for having me on. I love your guys' show. I've listened to you since pretty much I started into podcasting. I think I randomly found you guys on Twitter or something one time, and I was like, hmm, let's listen. And I listened, and I enjoy you guys, so I've been trying to play it cool and not act like i'm fangirling so i hope it's working
0: <laughs> oh you're a sweetheart we, we, we are just, we're just honored to have you on our show
2: yep. well thank you guys so much for having me and i hope that you guys have a wonderful evening
0: all right if we don't talk to you have a merry christmas okay
2: oh yes you do the very same i forget that christmas is so soon so yeah have a merry christmas guys
0: yeah we sure will yeah thank
1: this you. episode actually comes out on christmas eve
2: How oh, cool oh well, nope. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Have a lovely day.
1: <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you later. All
2: right, see you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: So that's Amber and her little uh, killer facts. I thought that was a pretty cool little segment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Learned a lot, actually.
1: She, um, um, like I said, is going to have her new show, and when she gets it up and running, we'll help her. But I think she said you know, we're looking at probably March. Yeah, after the holidays and, and get all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that'll be kind of fun. Um, also, for her. also, what's going to be fun? You probably heard at the beginning of the show, we ran a promo for Mirths and Monsters. Mm-hmm. That's actually um, um, CK or Kevin, classic Kevin. Depends on what you want to call him, but I prefer I prefer Kevin, <laughs> but he goes he goes by CK for, and he got his name. Um, classic kevin from the girls from and that's why we drink oh the, that the, fact? yeah they they did the, the episode about the um, the the death chair that was like a haunted chair yeah. supposedly if you touch it and uh, he actually went up to it and he went to the chair and actually took pictures of him touching and stuff like that and they were going on like classic Kevin classic so he started using the term classic Kevin so
0: (laughs) brave but
1: they've actually helped him a whole lot in getting started and and all that and that's uh, great uh, we talk a lot on on Facebook so we're going to actually set him up uh, the first week of January we're going to do an interview and come on so if you haven't heard his show yet uh, first of all he's got a cool ass Scottish accent so that's the first thing I like he'll be the first Scottish accent we've had on the show very good but his show is very clean. It's very mm-hmm. family oriented. Good. Uh It's funny. It's short. It's they're only like twenty, thirty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if if you like myths and legends, which I absolutely love, he's kind of it, it's similar to that in the fact that it's kind of funny mm-hmm. and and he's talking about you know some folklore and and, and myths and legends and stuff like that. But well, it's, it's be Yeah, it's a really cool show. And like I said, it's it's very kid friendly. So if you've got children out there that like listening to podcasts the perfect show for him to listen to so uh, and plus he got he got nominated and actually was well, like in the top five in those uh, podcast awards that just well, came wow. out well good yeah, for, him. And for for and you know for him being a, a pretty new show I think he's only got 15-16 episodes amazing. out amazing
0: so. wow that's great
1: but he's an overall great guy yeah. and uh, I think you guys check it out so Mirths and Monsters wherever you listen to podcasts give him a listen guys Merry Christmas thank you so much for an awesome year I hope everybody has a safe time uh just because we didn't do it at the beginning i saved it to the end for a special but i want to give a special merry christmas and a happy new year to all of our military and civil servants all over the world it's tough being away from your family and uh, i just wanted to say that we appreciate everything you guys do because without you guys making these sacrifices we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do, and so many other people around the world wouldn't be able to do what they do. You guys give us the gift of freedom here at Christmas, and there is no bigger gift than that.
0: Amen. Well said, babe.
1: We will see you next week. Have Merry Christmas,
0: guys. We love you all, and enjoy your family.